Welcome back to another Evolve podcast. We have with us Nate today. Nate, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Yeah. Where Where are you located right now again? Uh, right now I'm in Hollywood, East Hollywood in Los Angeles. Nice. Just in a, in a, in a tiny, dark room. <laughs> where I spend most of my nice, days. nice. Well, I'm, I've I've never been to LA, so I would I would gladly switch at some point. Uh, it's nice. We don't get as much of the seasons, you know. I do I do miss the colors and the snow, mm-hmm. but uh, just a light jacket all year round. So yeah, can't beat that. So tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do right now. I'm in color correction. I work for a post production company. We mostly specialize in advertising. Uh, I'm the lead color assist over there. Um, and then as much of my time as I can, I also spend like acting as a colorist too on any projects that I can pick up. There's sort of a trajectory to this career as I've seen it, where you, uh, you work with senior colorists, you learn from them, uh, and then you pick up your own projects and then you uh, either mess them up horribly <laughs> and get feedback and yeah, just hope to improve and take on more and more and build up a base of people you work with. Color is kind of, it's, it's usually, not quite, but usually the like the last step in the post-production process for video um if it gets done you know there, there's some kind of projects that would need it um but the idea is the editor has done all their work they've they've chosen the shots they've ordered them they've timed them uh, and then that project gets transferred over to us and then we rebuild it in our system um, and then we go through shot by shot and change the colors uh, so we have these the panels that are covered in dials and switches but the most important thing is you've got these three trackballs and then three wheels um, and those control your shadows, your midtones, and your highlights. And you can control each of those separately, the hue of each, the, uh, how distant they are from each other, so you can, you can work the contrast. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a combination of managing your light and then managing the actual like, hues of the colors. And it, like, both are equally important to the, uh, to the process. We're trying to find really like, as, nice, as nice of an image as you can get out of whatever was captured by the camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really neat. And it sounds very, very detailed work for sure. It has, it's, uh, it's also like, it's, it's weirdly fast. Um, like editing may take weeks on a, like a commercial on a 30, 60 second commercial, but we would do that in say like a day. Um, so it's, it's, it's high turnaround, high, uh, uh, at least it, like this is in the advertising world, it, uh, a movie you might take three, four weeks on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, we just, yeah, we just, we kind of we'd stick our noses up to the screen. We look at every little every little bit of separation. You're trying to get a clean image. You, you want something with a little bit of style. Uh, it, it all, it all, and then working with the client to figure out what a sort of what direction they want to go in. You work in a pretty niche field. How did you get your start doing what you do now? I kind of literally like wandered into it. Um, I was in I was in college for was liberal arts, but it was uh, I studied studio art as my major. And I found they had this new, like pretty new digital arts program as a minor. Um, and that, that kind of struck me. That was like, because the studio art stuff was really interesting. I loved, I was a photo, like photography focus. So I loved, I loved the process in the lab and the chemicals. Um, and the, just the smell of that room was something I miss every day still. Um, but it wasn't like, I, I didn't see myself really going into like art um, proper as like, mm-hmm. or just like, you know, like a, like a fine arts kind of thing. Um, so digital arts seemed to me as something that was like a little bit more applicable. Uh, it you started to like open up these ideas of like jobs that, that are out there in, that are sort of at this like intersection of technology and art. Uh, and that was really appealing to me, but it's still like, I didn't, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I liked, uh, video editing. I've been doing that since high school, just like making stupid videos with my friends. Um, so I kind of thought that was maybe a direction to go. And then, um, a professor of mine had a friend at a post-production company in New York. 
Um, she's like, oh, you should reach out and find out a little bit more about that. And I sent her an email. I never heard back, but I knew another guy who, a classmate of mine who like had gotten a job there as a runner at the same company. Um, and so I just reached out to him. I was like, hey, are you guys hiring? And uh, they were, and so we're, they were like always hiring. That's, that's sort of the, the system at a lot of these bigger places is they have mm-hmm. like fresh college grads come in as runners. And that job is like putting client lunches on plates and making coffees for people and just doing like building maintenance stuff, but it gets you in the building and you get to like meet these people. And then for them, for the company, it's kind of a, uh, it's like a pool of interesting people to try to like, oh man, you might be good at this. or you might be good at this. Uh, And I just remember one day, like early on, I I walked into a room and they were doing to bring plates of whatever. And they were doing color correction. They had a big, huge broadcast monitor. There's a guy up there on this like spaceship looking light filled (laughs) panel with all these dials and knobs. And he's just like doing, I was like, oh, you can do just color? Like, that's a job? That's a thing that's like, it's just that. Uh, I always thought, I didn't know who did it. I thought like the editor changes the contrast or something. Um, so that was just like, oh my God, that's gotta be it. Uh, so yeah, I just kind of, I just like spent a lot of time hanging out with those guys. Um, that seemed to be like a big part of it is you just like, you tell them like, hey, teach me what you do. And then I would sit with them after work or like during the thing, they would show me stuff. And then ultimately one guy, one of their junior guys was promoted up into a more senior position and that opened up a spot and they needed somebody and I was the one who had been hanging out for the last six months. Um, so they let me take a crack at it. It's not one of those like jobs that gets as much attention. It's such like a behind the scenes kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd never even heard of it before. I just saw somebody doing it, thought it looked cool. I honestly haven't met anyone who's in that field. This was really cool for me when when Joe was telling me kind of a little little bit about what you do. What has been your favorite project that you have worked on thus far and why? Ooh, favorite, favorite project changes a lot. I feel like, cause I'm sort of at this growth stage, I feel like in, in sort of my skills and stuff where like I learn something new from every new project. And then I'm like, oh, that was a mistake. And then I, I figure out how to fix it on the next one. Then you one. find your new so favorite. Like each yeah. one. Yeah, exactly. So each one yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, that one worked. And I look back at something I did a year ago. It's like, ooh, they were happy with that. Okay. <laughs> I did one recently. I think it's going on like festival circuits right now. So it's, it's not, not quite out yet, but it was, um, it was all shot on 16 millimeter film, which is like kind of a rare treat these days. Uh, still most, most people are digital. It's just cheaper. It's accessible. And, and the digital cameras these great these days look great. Um, but yeah, so to have like a film project that they had a, a, a lab scan and then they, then they delivered me the files for that. So that was, that was a lot of fun. Um, finishing up a, a feature film, which is like my first in a while. Um, so that, that was like a new challenge too, to just do a much longer project. It tends to do um, music videos and, and short films is sort of the, my, the bulk of my stuff these days. So to have like a whole hour and a half feature film is like a, a bit more of a, an undertaking trying to like, you know, find tones for each scene and uh, make sure the whole thing flows and it has like kind of a, a visual language that's consistent throughout. Uh, so that, yeah, that's, I, um, all, a lot of the stuff is like in, in flux. It's still like in the finishing phases. So hopefully it should be out in the next year or so. Cool. Awesome. On that same note, what inspires you to learn and to grow if you're in kind of a creative rut? What do you do do when you're in that scenario? There's kind of, um, there's almost a a fear to it, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. There's like a, um, it's, you're kind of, you're put on the spot as a, as the colorist, because you're like the colorist. It's, you're not part of a team on the on this project, somebody came to you with a project. And they're like, here, you take this. And I think that's true, probably in a lot of different um, kind of digital design fields. Um, but like, you got to you got to deliver it. Like you that they, thing is in your hands. Um, so that, and then 
also like sort of in the position that I'm in where I'm, I'm uh, spending a lot of time assisting my boss, um, sort of getting his eyes on it and like um, knowing that he's going to see it and he's going to tell me what he thinks of it. <laughs> so yeah. like there's sort of this like you really you like you got it. You got to learn. And, and the, the better the better each project gets, um, hopefully the more you know, somebody might see that and then come to you for for another project. So it's like it's like every every project is its own calling card for something else. Every every piece of footage that you get is like a new challenge. Um, so you're working with like whatever light that they had available or whatever cameras or whatever. Sometimes there's limitations on set. They were just like, we, you know, the power went out that day. So we did, we shot everything with natural light coming in through the window. How can we make that look? Um, so you're kind of, you're, you're, you're rolling with it a lot. It's, it's hard to like plan too far ahead into a project until you get your hands on it. Uh, so that's a, that's a big part of how you kind of how you find find the look. It's a, a lot of times it's um it's not about like having a style in terms of coloring. It's like finding finding what that image has to offer, finding what what you can pull out of it. Yeah. Uh, what like what is what does this image want to be is kind of the question we ask ourselves mm -hmm. a lot. So it's like that's a bit of the creative process that goes into it. You're like, oh, let me just like work it a little bit, see where it wants yeah. to go, like what looks nice. I, I imagine there's no like right and wrong per se, especially when you you just mentioned that. Um, I know in some, you know, in some fields there is something that is very right and very wrong, but I imagine with what you do, there is that room for creativity. Um, or I mean, or is there like do you, you have creative freedom to uh, like color and like do your do your job as you wish? Or is there a point or the an outcome that you need to really meet? Like, is there flexibility, I guess, is what I'm asking. There, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of subjectivity. And um, there, there are like certain things that you probably wouldn't want to do. But like, until somebody does it and it looks cool, mm -hmm. yeah, why not? Um, a lot of it is like, it's it's a collaboration too. So like what, maybe maybe the most wrong you could be is something that your client hates. Uh, <laughs> that the, the director of your film is like, that is not right. <laughs> back to so, but, but it's still, it's, it's between the two of you or the, you and the director and the DP or, you know, whoever's involved in the, in the process. It's, it sort of varies per project. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, there's no, there's no like real hard set rules. I don't think um, there's certain things you want to avoid and sort of like guidelines of like generally how to, you know, don't, you probably shouldn't like let your highlights go totally white and completely yeah. clip them or your shadows go completely black. You can't see anything. Uh, but other than that, it's just like whatever, like whatever feels right for the footage. And it's as a collaborative effort between you and the people who made this film, who shot this film, um, you're trying to like together find, you know, find what works. What has been the biggest lesson or lessons that you have learned in your career? And what did you wish that you knew before you started and before going in, into what you do? I think a big part is just, just to like dig in and do it, like whether or not it's going to be perfect. Because um, I was, I was, when I was just starting out, like I was doing stuff that I was like in a way over my head. Um, but it was with people who were flexible in that way. And like, kind of, we all knew we were like, it's, um, working with other people my age who are also coming up in different fields. Like a, a roommate of mine was a, a cinematographer. So he was working the camera, he was learning how to do that stuff. So then we would work together on things and like figure it out together. And so it was this like low pressure kind of way of just mm -hmm. making stuff. You, you finish the project, it's done, it's out the door. It's not, it's not my baby. I'm not gonna like obsess over it. Uh, you learn from it and then you bring those, those lessons into the next one. Um, so yeah, just to like, just to do it, just get your hands on a lot of stuff. That was that was a big, um, 
lesson for me, I think, because at, at first I was like hesitant, like, oh, you know, maybe I shouldn't take anything on before I like really learn what I'm doing. Um, yeah. They were, you know, like it's sort of low pressure sort of projects. So like it, it was only so wrong it could go. I think when you're starting um, out is there is fear that you're going to take on so much and you're overwhelmed. I know for me, like, I don't want to take on so much and get overwhelmed and actually, you know, it, the content and the topic and that feel like is interesting, but I'm just in like I feel like I'm in too in too deep I think there is definitely that balance of like just explore just dive in and see and and be flexible and kind of know that like you're starting out and it's it's that exploration yeah, phase. I think you're, you're always going to learn something from it if it goes well or if it goes poorly um you'll take something away hopefully mm -hmm. great could you give us some tools and resources and advice that would be helpful for young adults who are interested in this field the biggest thing that I tell everybody, there's a software, it's just called, it's called DaVinci Resolve and it is completely free. Um, I mean, there's a, there's a pro version that if you, you want to do higher resolutions or it's got, it's got extra features and stuff, but like it's, it's, uh, it's one of two major color correction softwares that everybody uses. We're, we're on a different platform here, but Resolve is just this super robust, like editing tool. Uh, you can edit a film, you can color a film and it's, it's just free and then like I, I mean I'd say most most color houses use it professionally they've they've got the, the higher end version uh, but if you can just get your hands on that and like play around with stuff shoot, shoot some stuff on your phone um, or like find a friend who has a film or you know like just like just dig into it why not um, all you need is a is a computer that can run it um, which I think like most do you can get it you can get it going on a laptop in terms of like resources I'm sure there are a lot of tutorials and things online there's a lot of um culture around like oh what LUTs do I use and, and LUTs are they're basically like preset they're kind of like filters it's it's a it's it's a conversion table for um, moving all the colors of one image into like different they're like maps differently mm -hmm. so it's, it's a quick way of applying looks and stuff I would say avoid those um, especially anything that you download online they're like quick tools for like getting there they're great for like um, great for certain things but as you're getting into like trying to grade by hand they can they can be kind of a shortcut and kind of get in your way mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I'd say watch out for that because there's a ton of stuff on YouTube that like, oh yeah, check out our color grading LUT pack and just yeah, like our it. quick one step um, everything. <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't yeah, work. You'll try. Yeah. You'll stick it on your footage. It won't look good. Um, so they, we, we use them. We use LUTs every day. It's a, it's a, it's an important tool, but like kind of knowing how to use it and what what kind is a, is a step. So it's better just to like when you're starting out, learn by hand. Um, but I think it's yeah, it's one of these things that a lot of it is uh, is learning by doing and like being around people who yeah, totally. do it well. And so for, for me, like, I think a, a good, a, not the, the way I kind of wandered into it was the best, but like starting starting at just like a very entry level kind of job, just like as, as a runner doing, you know, it was very non-creative that role, um, but like getting getting in and getting to meet the people was, was I think a big step in the right direction. Yeah, like starting small, um, and then surrounding yourself with talented people, I think, is a, is a huge step. There was there was a point where, um, but just I was in New York for so long, and I'd like built up all these relationships there, and had all these friends that I worked with. And then we were looking to move out to LA, uh, and I was talking to a colorist there, and I was asking for his advice. Like I was like, oh, should I, you know, where should I work? And like, what what do you think I should do? He said, whatever you do, just surround yourself with the best people. Like if you want to, if you want to, like if you really want to improve yourself, go go to the place that has like the best work coming out of it with the, with the most talented people. Even if you feel like you might be able to get a better role at a different kind of company, if you don't like their work, if you don't feel like that's something that you could grow from, that's not the place to be. Like take the smaller role 
with the better people around you. And, and I, I took that advice. And so now I'm like, I've got this like super talented minds around me who like, I, I feel like you got to impress them every day. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> yeah. and then just seeing their work and then we get to poke through their work. I can like see as I'm setting up renders for a client and go through, Oh, he, Oh, okay. So he went here and he did this here. You sort of like get into their mind. You pick their brain. You're like, why did you do that? And help sort of explain why he was thinking that way. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, it's a great way to learn just to like be around it and be hands-on with, with somebody who really, really knows what they're doing. We've talked about in the podcast before with people where it's so important to surround yourself with a community of creative people and people who are better than you in their skill and in their craft. I think it's it's so important. And it's always in that stage of like, where are you learning? Like, are you pushing yourself? Like, if if I'm comfortable, then growing. Like, I have to kind of like be on that edge. Like, mm-hmm. it might make me anxious. It might like make me uncomfortable. I'm getting better. It really does help you to kind of expand your perspective and your mindset and and grow where you, where you need to be for sure. Yeah, I think you never you never want to be in a position where you feel like you're the best in the room. Yeah, um, absolutely. Because then you're like, where, where can you, where can you learn from there? That's great advice. I- as we wrap up here, where can people find you if they want to connect? Uh, I just have an Instagram, nate.color. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for sitting down and talking with me. This was really informative for me as someone who is pretty much knows nothing about this field. This was really, really interesting for me. Um, yeah, I th- thank you for sitting down with us. This was great. Oh, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> this is a blast. No problem. No problem.